Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 99. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of social media serenity my name is cliff ravenscraft and my name's eric fisher we're here each and every week to talk about what's going on in the world of social media and eric we have yet once again tons of things to talk about today which is always good And I just want to start off by saying, you know what, I'm starting to feel the pressure now that I've uh, been back a couple weeks from my my kind of business vacation trip and everything. And uh, I'm sitting here in the studio and, and I'm starting to get to that place where I will potentially, potentially be caught up enough to where I could play around with Google Circles or, or Google Circles, Google Plus. That's originally what I th- we thought it was going to be called. Oh, is it? Remember that? It was there was this rumored new social networking platform from Google that was going to be called Circles. <laughs> this was back in like May. Yeah, I do I do kind of remember that. So, well the the situation is is that you know what? It's still not available for apps yet, and here I am I, I I'm producing with you a weekly show that talks about what's the latest going on in the world of social networking. Obviously, everything well, not everything. There's tons of other wonderful things happening. We're going to focus on those today. But I almost feel like I need to break down and go ahead and set up a Gmail account for Circles. Or for Plus. See, I, I need to play with it because I can't even call it the right name. Right. I don't know. What do you think? Should I break down and go let, ahead and set it up? Let me say, let's walk through this real quickly. So you're saying you would create a separate Gmail account than than what you're using than what ones you've had in existence before, as well as obviously not your Google Apps account. Well, I already have a Gmail account. It's under Cliff EOTC. But my yeah. but the thing is, is that I already have a Buzz account over there that I never check and I don't want right. to check and I don't want to do anything with because it's I don't use that. But I really do want to get into Google+. Plus. I, I, I absolutely have a very strong desire to start playing around with Google Plus and start talking about it here and what I like about it, what I don't like about it, how to configure things. I mean, these are the things I really want to be able to bring to our audience. Well, and the the iPhone app came out yesterday. Yeah, and the iPhone app. So I want to, I, oh, that's what got me. That that's the other thing. So we talked about group texting several times. Huddles. Huddles. So so if I'm not mistaken, we could actually create a circle of people that we want to group text with each other. Yeah, and, and you're and I, not sharing you're not sharing each other's phone number, but you do get pushed notifications. Exactly. It was what we were looking for. It's exactly what we were looking for. So so here's my dilemma. All right. So I I I am at the point now where I very well could create a Google Plus account this weekend. All right. Okay. What do I do though? I mean, the the question I have is um let's you see. mean how you, you i think i'm going to anticipate your question you want to officially be on there with your google apps account how do you transition into that yeah if you're playing around with it first yeah i mean am i is is it first and foremost is it possible once you have a google P- 
plus account, is it possible to completely delete it as if it never existed? Hmm. Well, this is why I would say that it would be to your benefit to create a new Google profile for use on Buzz alone. So you mean for Plus alone? For Plus, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so basically go in and create a, a brand new Gmail account and, and, and that Gmail account is going to be called Cliff Totally Temporary, you know, so or, or cliff dot plus Google plus at or you know whatever. How about cliff something like that? Because you can do those different differentiators. I could do cliff dash test only. Yeah, something like that. And that way, it's a test only account, and I can play around with those kind of things. And I don't know. I. But here's the thing: it's early enough in. I mean, they're at like ten million users in the last what two weeks now. You're getting in early enough to play around with it, to get used to it, to make judgment calls, to test the UI. It's not going to be so hard that the, I'm going to make an estimated guess of 50 to 100, 200 people that would either follow you, put you in circles, or that you would put in circles that you can't make a quick jump over to an official account in Google Apps when that's available. Yeah, yeah. And especially what I know about circles is you would log what you would do is you would log in with your Google Apps account on Google Plus once that's available mm-hmm. and go to the other account and be able to see who they have in circles and just add them to the proper circles. I mean you can mass do it. It's not check 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 check. It's you can select them all mm-hmm. and then move them into it should be that easy. So. Yeah, and I and I think what I could potentially do if I'm if I'm thinking through this is I may say, you know what, I'm only going to connect with approximately. I may set myself a limit of of uh, twenty people. You know what? That that's all I'm going to do. I will not connect with any more than twenty people on Google Plus, and that way I can communicate to those twenty people that hey, I just want to let you know we're gonna I'm gonna be connecting with you here on Google Plus, but this is temporary, and I. And and I'm going to be deleting this account uh, as soon as I can get it on apps. And then once I can get it on apps, see, I really this is what, another thing I want. I really want Google Plus for my entire family. Um, and and because I have Google uh, Google Apps, my wife has a Google Apps account under Ravenscraft.org. You know, there's Megan has one, Matthew has one, McKenna even has one, and I would love for all of them to be on Google Plus. And have all of them install the iPhone app, you know, or iPod, you know, the iOS app. And I would love for us to have group texting. Yep. You know, through through huddles. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I did the I did the test of the huddles with uh, John Steinklobber. He's a guy who's on the Nobody's Listening with James Kennison, that show. And he got it through push notification. He was on his Android tablet. And sent the message back through, and it was, you know, it was as if we were texting, but it was two completely different devices. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to do something because, and unless somebody can tell me where Google has announced that yes, we are going to be rolling out apps, and it's going to be happening, you know, late July, late August. If it's beyond, matter of fact, if it, it, it's, it's already late July. 
if it does if they if nobody by the end of this weekend if nobody can point something to, to something that says Google Apps will get Google Plus sometime in August and it has to be in August then uh, probably Saturday afternoon I am going to be signing up for Google Google Plus because I I want I want it I want to play with it I want to get used to it I want to start talking about my experience and my my thoughts on it and um it, it, it's a shame that I have to feel this way about this no- network because you know I, I I'm a Google Apps person and and I yeah. I'm not going to abandon this platform and and I'm a little frustrated. But anyway, well, right, rightfully so. I mean, you would think that they would actually, with the people who've either paid for Google Apps or are doing doing the free route like you, that those would the people be the people who had early access to Plus, not the other way around. Right. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to some other topics since I can't talk about it. I mean, other. I mean, do you any? I mean, what else is new for you this week? I mean, you talked. We talked about huddles, and and it's the idea that it, you know, basically, we've pretty much covered it. Is that if you're in a circle with people, you can actually send a message to a a a, a tech. Do they call it a text message? Or is it what they call it a, a chat? It's just called. Let me let me open the phone real quick here because I've got it on. Let's see. What what if somebody doesn't have the app and you send this message to the group? Does it just show up in the group? I I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, Let's the, see. Tell Look you what. You open it. These are the things that I want to find out and we'll play around with. And so, rather than let, let's move on to is there anything else like any other I mean, we'll get we'll go into more depth with huddles next week because uh unless they're going to roll it out to Google Apps um in august and somebody tells me before i i go and you'll have up, it next week i'll and have we'll play it, with it yeah and, and i'll i'll add you to a circle and and our co-hosts and and i'll add a couple other people and and i'll start testing around with uh sending you a message and then i'll have you send me a message and pretend that i don't have a phone and see what happens and all this other stuff so all right yep Alrighty, so uh, very cool, very cool. We'll, we'll, we'll. Uh, basically, I just want to let our, I want to let them know that you, everyone, know that I, I feel, I don't feel pressure from anyone, but I feel pressure for myself to be up to date with this, and so, and I want, I really want to get in. I, I'm very excited about Google Plus because yeah. I've, I was on a mastermind call, call with my uh, mastermind group and somebody was showing it off and showing how he's using it. And I'm like, Oh, that looks so beautiful. That is so much better than Facebook. This is so awesome. And I can't wait. So obviously now, now what's this about somebody, you know, quitting Facebook for Google plus. Oh yeah. So that's the first story that I had uh, linked here today, which by the way, Oh, let me uh, share with our, our uh, folks in the chat room who are here live today. I'm going to share with them a link to all of our news stories today. And uh, <clears throat> let me just paste this in here. So there's the show notes if anybody's interested. And so the very first thing is uh, Scott Mentz. He is somebody that I met through SQPN and Father Roderick's group over there. And, and he's a very great guy. And um, he bought some equipment from me, started some podcasting a while back. Anyway, I got this message in my email inbox that came as one of those Facebook messages. And this is what it says. And I shared the screen capture of this. Hello, Facebook friends. You may have read my post today that I'm moving off of Facebook to spend my social sharing time exclusively on Google+. 
This is Google's new Facebook-like service, which I believe is vastly superior in many ways. The only problem with Google Plus is that many of my friends, you, are not using it. To make it easy for you to explore this new social network, I'm providing a link to a great overview of Google Plus. At this time, Google Plus is an invitation-only service, but I do have some invitations to share if you need one. Just drop me an email, and he gives his email address, and I'll send it to you. I hope to see you on the other side and hang out with you soon, Scott. Interesting. That's the first person that's sent a message saying, you know what? I'm leaving Facebook. I'm done with it. You know, I need to let me go and go into my Google Plus because I had somebody else who similarly said that. I'm going to find it real quick. So what do you, what's your thought on that? Well, I think that if I was an individual, personal person, and I did not have a brand or a business to promote and market, I would totally, I could totally jive with that. No problem at all. The thing is, though, if I were somebody who had a brand to promote and wanted to connect and and network and, and, and build relationships with people that maybe I don't already know. And I want to be able to syndicate broadcast messages uh, related to things related to the things that I'm interested in and that people interested in my brand might be interested in. Then I think it would be uh, it, it, it for me, I believe it would it would be a bad decision for myself as my business to leave Facebook altogether. Right. Because it's another place for for the where the eyes are. That's correct. And and so I mean it was it was a very difficult decision for me to delete my Facebook fan page for the GSPN community and for podcast answer man and stuff like that. But while I while I did delete those pages, I still very much am active on Facebook and in fact even more so engaged with thousands of people because I've actually said, you know what, I want to use Facebook, but this is the way I'm going to use Facebook. And I'm just going to, until I run out of friend space, I'm going to continue to use my personal account the way that most people would use a Facebook fan page. Right. And so I am, I am, and, and, and it's working. The, ever since I t- took away that Facebook fan page, the engagement on my personal account, on the comments on my wall, has increased drastically. And so, and it, and it, instead of having to check two places, I am now only checking one place on Facebook and it and it's so much better. Gotcha. So, but going back to the original question, I I think that as as a business or a brand it doesn't make sense to me to leave there. And I happen to know for Scott that that he 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 actually has a brand. He has a business and and uh, matter of fact, I'll, I'll even promote it here. I hope Scott doesn't mind me sharing all this stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, check this out. If you go to parishgeeks.com, I think, or is it parishgeek.com? But uh, let's see if parish, no, it's parishgeeks.com. And he very much has a, a brand. I mean, he does consulting for uh, Catholic parishes. And I noticed that over on the right-hand side, the, he's got Geeks Buzz, Google Plus app for phone, and he's promoting that there. And, and I totally get that. But it doesn't make sense for me to have something where I'm helping Catholic parish, you know, churches and parishes learn how to use social media and, and, and new media and stuff like that and an abandoning, 
abandoning a platform. Now I don't well the largest platform, the largest platform, and, and you know how many how many Catholic churches you know want to set up Facebook fan pages, you know, and 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 stuff like that for their for their for their parish. Well, the thing, I I, I think one of the now I have not talked to Scott about about any of this, but one of the things that I wonder is is whether or not he's actually abandoning the flat platform because if we go back to his message it did not say that i'm abandoning uh facebook i may be uh, reading too much into it because what he says is that i i've decided to do my social sharing exclusively uh social sharing time exclusively on google plus there is a parish geeks facebook fan page mm-hmm. on facebook right which is what I was going to suggest he do is you know, at least still have a fan page there mm-hmm. for the for his business, even if he personally wasn't going to have a, a personal account there. Right. So I don't I don't see anything wrong with this necessarily. Yeah, I, exactly. I I, th- I I'm pretty sure that Scott's smart enough not to completely leave Facebook, and so in this case, I don't know that you know I don't even today I don't know that I know anybody that's abandoning Facebook that's going to delete their account like Leo Laporte did for what a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness, I love Leo, but sometimes I don't understand why he does some <laughs> things. Of course, I'm I'm the same way. I do some stupid things. A lot of people don't understand. Did you see the video? This is, it ties into social media. Real quick tangent. Did you see the YouTube video where while he was doing a live show, his exercise ball popped and he oh, fell? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was great. That's but he that's, played it out well. Yeah, that that went viral like big time. Did you ever yeah. see the one where they did the, the what's that called? That cat that plays the music out or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I love Stephen Cross. He says, "I can't see the video." Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Anyway, uh, by the way, for those of you who are listening live, what that refers to is that uh, we're li- we we record social media serenity live every Thursday. And we typically give you a inside look at behind the scenes of what goes on here at gspn.tv world headquarters. And you get to see a webcam into the studio as we're recording live. And we're having some technical difficulties with Ustream this week. Um, and uh, so we're using an, aud- an audio-only live stream uh, thanks to Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, which I guess you could say is social media. It's a way for you to socially share your message online in audio-only form. You can check it out at mixlr.com. Um, and by the way, I want to also share, uh, since we're talking about our live show Thursdays, if anybody's interested, uh, we are moving Social Media Serenity to 9 a.m. on Thursdays. That just makes it 30 minutes earlier. And so again, uh, from from this point forward, uh, until further notice, <laughs> right, Eric? Until next week. Until the next time we make <laughs> a change, uh, we will be uh, starting this show at nine a.m. So so change your calendars and and uh, and set some alarm and reminders and and come join us at nine a.m. every Thursday for Social Media Serenity Live. All right, so. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next thing. What what else is going on? I don't want to move on. I want to keep talking about okay. Google Plus. <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> no, I I want to just I, I have something similar to share. And and so ultimately, what I did was I posted and then got a couple of responses on Google Plus. I I posted that. Uh, in other words, does does anybody feel like that the whole you know take a pic or a video or a Facebook random post thing, and but then mixing that with the Fast and Furious like. 
movement of Twitter tweets, that's kind of what Google Plus was feeling like to me last week. And okay. um, I, I kind of got half of what you were saying. So say it again so I can make sure that I understood what you meant. Okay. Um, like basically Google Plus is at the time last week, because it's either half the time it's either a ghost town where nothing's happening or certain people are doing the overshare thing like they're tweeting, but they're writing out like full paragraphs and tweeting, um, well, posting videos or pics or, you know, all of that. And so for them, it's almost like it's a cross between the much higher content amount allowable like Facebook versus Twitter, but tweeting it. Does that make sense? Mm, I, like how people like how people are like when pe- some people they tweet and they'll tweet like five, six, seven, eight, nine times in a row or all in an hour, and it's not in response to anything. It's not give and take. It's not a conversation. But they just keep tweeting things over and over and over again. Have you seen that before? Yes. Now imagine that, but on Facebook. Okay. With a pic and a video and a pair, a full blog post paragraph and so on and so on. Over and over again. Yeah. That, yeah, that would annoy me. As a matter of fact, I can see right here, Brad's in our chat room. He says, Chris Perillo is doing that. I dropped him. It got annoying. Yeah, there's one or two other people, large name people that I've seen doing that. And that made me rethink the whole circles thing. I was just like, I'm, I mean, there's people that have put me in circles and I'm just like, I'm, I'm not going to put you in a circle right now. Right. Because I'm right now kind of keeping it to friends and acquaintances and then this other circle of just people I know that are marketing people so I can kind of see their reactions to Google+. But anyway, yeah. so I got a response to that that uh, basically I said, I just don't know that I need three different major social media networks to have to keep going back and forth in between and checking and and all that because there's just not enough time. Um, and so one of my friends from college, he wrote, my thoughts are that the checking the three networks may be tedious, but the extra features make Facebook and Twitter unnecessary in my world. I'm waiting for wide acceptance so I can ditch the others. Hmm. So he's waiting for there to be more people on Google Plus so he can just stop using Twitter and Facebook altogether. Yes, yeah. And and as far as personal use, again, I think that may be a great option for some people. But as far as business use, I don't think you can just abandon where people are. Right. I, so well, and and the thing is, for me, I, of course, I haven't been in Google Plus yet. But here's what I'm thinking: this may be the one place. And and right now, I know there are no tools to syndicate my Twitter feed into Google Plus. And this may be a scenario where. I might not share what I share on Twitter on Google Plus. Um, if, if it's especially if I start using Google Plus not as a broadcast medium, but instead of a connecting medium, more of a networking conversational tool. Yes. So basically, primarily. So basically, you know, throughout the day, it's like if you want to find out what's going on with Cliff, just random thoughts and all that jazz and just just broadcast messages. I'm not going to send all that out to Google Circles, uh, to Google Plus. I'm, I'm going to send all that out to uh, 
Twitter and Facebook. You know that 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 you know you follow me there. That's the that's going to be Cliff's news feed, if you will. Right. Google Plus, however, is a place where I can have ongoing conversation, and I can have a video hangout, and I can post a little bit of a deeper message here and there every now and then. I could share a video and let's have a conversation related to this, um, and I could do group texting. You know, that mm-hmm. th- these are the things that I'm thinking. This is what's getting me excited about Google Plus is not let me broadcast my message and ha- hope that you, uh, you know, you buy. But the thing is, is I, it, it, I'm a little concerned when I hear people saying they want to ditch all the other platforms, because if they ditch all the other platforms, that's going to make me want to syndicate my content to plus, because if that's the only place they're checking. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's yeah, oh no, it perfectly makes sense. I hadn't thought about it that way necessarily. I think that's the way I'm kind of leaning towards it right now. I mean, I've I've got my toes in the water, but I'm not broadcasting anything uh news feed like. I'm only asking questions or commenting on other people. I'm only interacting purely for a, from a social standpoint. Right. So, yeah. Well, I'm 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 intrigued by it. I'm excited by it, and and it's amazing how much I know about the service just through living vicariously through other people who are using using it. And uh, the more I hear, the more I get excited, and and so um, it, it, we better move on to something else. Otherwise, right. otherwise, if somebody emails me and says it's going to be available on Google Apps in August, uh, and there's and there's a document from Google that that you know can ver- validate that. Then uh, I, if we keep talking, I'm going to sign up this weekend anyway. Uh, okay. And I don't want to. I, I seriously don't. I mean, if it if it was in August, I'd wait. But uh, but I tell you anyway. What else is going on? All right. How to kick so, off more conversations on Twitter? All right. Well, let's be more social on the other networks that we're already on. All right. So this, how about that? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so this comes from the blog over at BufferApp.com. One of my new favorite web companies, web services. I mean, these people are great. And uh, especially Leo. Leo over there, he's the co-founder uh, of uh, of uh, Buffer. And this guy is a social, like, connecting kind of guy. I mean, he's he's just, he'll, he reaches, I don't know, I don't know how he does it, but he is just very personable. And, I, and it's not just with me. I see him connecting with so many other people on a very real uh authentic level yeah he uh, i actually right before bed last night jumped in on the tools chat for a little bit and he commented he he tweeted me so tools chat tell us about tools chat because i've i've seen him okay. mention this is this is this a regular thing i believe it's a regular thing it wasn't there don't we have a story about this somewhere in here the 50 top tools people's 50 top tools, people, and links from tools chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, so let me, there's, we'll, there's a definition in there somewhere. Okay. Anyway. Well, let's let's move that. Actually, I'll do it real quick. Uh, I'm going to move that right off to the kickoff uh, Twitter conversation. So let, let's talk about that in a minute because tools okay. chat is, is, is something that I think is pretty interesting. But let's go ahead and talk about the 50, 50 ways to, um, kick, or is it 50? No. How to kick off a How conversation. Off. All right. So there are a couple different things in here. And and if you are looking to start some conversations with people um, and to really start connecting in relationship to where people take interest in who you are and what you have to say on Twitter, 
it this is a blog post that gives you some ideas. So I'm going to read the first one, Eric, and, and we'll go back and forth and see what we think about this. Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Uh, post a few friendly retweets. If you aim to get in touch with somebody, I found that simply retweeting that person a few times builds a great basis for discussion. Add a short, co- add a short comment, too, in order to show your engagement with the content. Uh, what works well, too, is to put the retweet at the back of the tweet so that the content uh, is seen first by your followers. I believe posting retweets is a fabulous step to launching a first connection with somebody. So, so for example, here's 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 what you do. Normally in retweet, if Eric, if you said um, Buffer App is awesome, and just put a link to Buffer App, and that was your tweet. Normally, if I retweet you, and I do the standard retweet, it would say RT colon, and then it would say at Eric J Fisher colon, and then it would say whatever you it would say. Buffer app is really cool when with your leak. And that's just exactly what a standard retweet would be. Right. So what he's saying is something like change it to, hey, Eric, I couldn't agree more. And then put like, quote, buffer app is a great app and is a great tool and a link to buffer app and then end quote and then put RT at Eric J. Fisher. I like yeah. that. I had there, never thought about are, putting the RT at the end. Well, and th- this is one of those things where there, it's like, are there Twitter grammar Nazis, so to speak, where <laughs> if, it, for example, if I were to do this, like the example they give, um, I would put, you know, hey, this, you know, I, I'd love this. And then I'd, I'd put, keep in quotes, maybe the, the thing they tweeted and their link and then put instead of RT, I'd put via. Oh yeah, the via. Yeah, I like that better because RT. I only like having near the beginning so that people up front know. Oh, this is a retweet. You know what? I totally agree with you. I think I totally agree with you. I'll tell you what. For me, I'll probably still do retweet. You know, RT colon in the front with the at name, and and right. then and then quote. But I still I do like to put a a little. I couldn't agree more. Retweet and then Eric J Fisher and then your tweet. Yeah, I think I think that comment. If you're going to comment on some, if you're going to retweet slash comment on the tweet as well as retweet it, that's the format I would use. You yes. Know? So your, the, your comment, RT person's name, etc. And then the original content. Yeah, love it. Very cool. All right, you want to read the next one? Use a person's Twitter bio as a starting point. So uh-huh. uh, another way that this can help you. As you can you can see something interesting you read in their bio. If you're building a following based on your interests, this is helpful. You simply tweet a comment on something that you found interesting, and usually a discussion is underway. I couldn't agree more. Um, and so basically, what happens is if I see Eric is the you know social media manager at Indiana Wesleyan University, and then you send me and let's just say you you're just a listener to my podcast, and and you say. At GSPN, hey, I love your show. Just found you. Um, so glad. Wish I would have found it sooner. Love your content or something like that. And then I, what I would do is I could click through, read your bio, find out a detail for, about you, and then I could say at Eric J Fisher, hey, thanks so much. Uh, must be awesome to be in charge of social media for a university like Indiana Wesleyan. Yeah, I mean, because that that right there would init- that would immediately say, you know what. This guy took a, a, I mean, he doesn't know who I am yet, 
But he took enough time to at least read my bio to get to know me a little deeper. Yep. So very cool. All right. So the next one is relate to an article or a piece of content. We all care and seek appreciation of our work, which is which better opportunity is there for you to use a piece of content that you liked as a starting point for conversation. You can leave a comment on the post or tweet it with a nice reference to the author. Uh, In many cases, I found this can kick off great conversation. If you show that you are truly engaged with the content, it raises the interest from the person mentioned and you can continue your conversation from there. I have seen this time and time again as well. What's the next one? Answer a question. If you are a 10 of the people you're following, you'll see many asked questions hoping that some of their followers might respond. If this is someone you always wanted to chat with, it's a no-brainer to take up that chance. Before you know it, it'll end up in a nice conversation. I've done this, actually. I, I will go through my just the fire hose of my timeline, and I'll see who's asking questions, and I'll just say, oh, I know the answer to that, or wait, I think I know the answer, and I look it up and, and then offer suggestions. Right. Ah, so let's see here. Don't force it. Uh, Let's see here. Like in real life, the best conversation are those which come naturally. I find that trying to force talk onto someone can turn turn out to be troublesome. I try combining a few of the techniques above and let them come casually as you experience Twitter. So yeah, this is cool. I I mean, this, this is a good article and I think it's very helpful to give people some ideas especially for those who are brand new to twitter and and believe it or not uh there there are people who are just now getting started with twitter and uh more and more people each day and in fact did i just read some do we have something in our notes about how many people are using twitter now or or did i just read it somewhere and forget to put it in here i don't know where that is let's see here i'll look at my i don't see it let me see if i have it in my show prep folder because i didn't pull those out here it may have been last week, uh, just in passing. Yeah, I can't remember now, but I, I read somewhere where it said how many millions of, you know, they just signed up there so many millionth uh, thing, and it was, was it 10 million? I th- 10 million sounds about right. No, they're no, higher 100, than that. 100 million. Yeah, they're higher than that. 100 million. So I'll tell you what, 100 million Twitter. Let me just do a Google search for that. And uh, there we go. Ah, uh, tw- uh, let's see here. Twitter's, Twitter snags over 100 million users. And this was on April. Well, that's April 14th, 2010. Never mind. They're higher than that. I think they're near the 200 All right. million. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. They, but they just hit another mark. And it, and it just makes me think, you know, because I remember how excited we were with. Uh, oh, let's see here. This one is February 3rd. Twitter reaches 200 million accounts. That was, uh, oh, here it is. This is July 16th. That was just a couple days ago. So this is what it says. Reaching 200 million accounts, Twitter's explosive growth. The 200 millionth tweep signed up for Twitter account uh, for a Twitter account. And to commemorate the occasion, we bring you the infographic of history of the platform. So that's where, so basically there are 200 million uh, people on Twitter, or, or, or I don't know if that means people on Twitter or Twitter accounts, because I don't know about you, but I have there, I have seven Twitter accounts. And what they're talking about is active Twitter accounts. Okay, so these are the ones that are actually 
being used. Right. Not just... And I can't remember what the qualifiers are for that, so don't ask. But I know that's what I've heard. Awesome. And so so to keep that in perspective, that's 200 million, and Google Plus in two weeks has 10 already. Yeah, and uh, what was it, 700 million for Facebook? Yes, 750. 750 million. million. But, and the thing is, is that 200 million is nothing to, to sneeze at. No, not at all. It got a much later start. And the fact is, is that more and more people are, from Facebook are recognizing the value that Twitter offers as well. Yep. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see here. Active users. I'm just adding this story to our uh, our thing here. So what's the next okay. story on the thing? So do we want to talk about tools chat? Yeah, let's talk about tools chat. All right. Well, if you aren't familiar with uh, Twitter chats, which I don't think we've ever actually covered on this show. Um, basically, it's a set day and a set time on that day that you follow a certain hashtag. In this case, it's it's pound tools chat, T-O-O-L-S-C-H-A-T. And... That's what the hashtag is, and, it, and it's people all over the world. So it's not just at, like at a localized conference or anything. You can chime in. I mean, there's blog chat, there's um, tools chat, there's Foursquare chat. I've seen um, tools chat is every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. So that's kind of late, but then again, there's some good stuff to be had. So if you jump in every once in a while, that's why I caught it like in the tail end of the night last night. I was up and I. I need to go to bed. Oh, let me check Twitter. And then I started doing this, so that wasn't good. But anyway, um, Tools Chat is all about participating with people that are looking for you know, productivity tools, um, Twitter tools, Mac tools, you know, all RSS readers. Like, for example, what I was talking about last night was um, the Mac, iPad, iPhone, RSS reader app, Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R, which is my go-to RSS reader for all three of those platforms. And so we were talking about that. I was talking about that with a few people. But anyway, um, so yeah, there and there's a li- there's probably a list. Some, we should find a list of some of these other, um, and, and, and actually this should be added to the previous conversation of having conversations on Twitter. Join in on one of these chats. Yeah, let's talk about how to do this because I actually I for I was only able to join for about twenty minutes last night, but uh, I did participate in the Blog World chat last night, the Blog oh, World yeah. Expo, which is uh, pound b w e c h a t Blog World Expo chat. And uh, last night was all about whether or not kids should be allowed to br- or parents should be allowed to bring their kids to a conference like Blog World. I do remember seeing your one of your tweets on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, from I have only jumped in on two or three of these ever, and it's actually on my list of things to do and be more involved with um, because you can have, I mean, it's almost like a threaded conversation after the fact if you put the pound sign or if you put the hashtag into a search and then, uh, what's the word, maybe do a screen capture, a full page screen capture. And you can get the whole chat and just scroll through and see who was contributing what if you missed it while you were actively participating. Yeah, and when and by the way, these things are called tweet chats. That's what they're. That's the right. official term. Is these are called tweet chats, and it's a little disconcerting in a way because for me, you know, I've got a I've got a lot of people who follow me, and I want to make sure 
that when we are using uh, these using these tweet chats that um, that I'm not spamming my followers with a bunch of messages that seemingly are just out of place. Like, for example, right. I saw some people in the Blog World Expo ch- tweet chat last night and occasionally I would just see like I, I would I would know exactly what he was talking about. I, I knew exactly what he was responding to and stuff like that. But somebody said something like, uh, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't bring my own kids, you know, or no, it was, it was, you know, what's the difference between, um, what's the difference between childcare and having a children's chat, uh, track at a conference, you know, what's the difference? And, and this person like responded, I, you know, uh, you know, who else, you know, nobody brings kids to a conference, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, if I was just following that person, I would see the hashtag pound BWE chat. And I know what a tweet chat is. And I know that there's, he's probably having a conversation, but it just seems kind of out there. And you imagine with, you know, if you have thousands of followers or even hundreds of followers, you're, you're the people following is like, dude, uh, hello. That was kind of (laughs) random or, you know, what, what, what in the world are you talking about? And this is something we talked about when you were preparing to go to blog world in New York city was how do you, not alienate your existing followers, but participate in the conversation at that event. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I do is I and by the way my the my tool of choice to have these tweet chats is to actually go to uh, tweetchat.com. Uh, I think is what it's called. Tweet. Yes. Yeah. So I go to tweetchat.com, and then what you do is you 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 log in with your Twitter account. And then you enter the hashtag that you want to follow and it puts it into a chat room. So it, it, it's kind of cool. The thing is, though, what I do is I, I I take the like the person who is the leader of it and I use like, for example, it's at Blog World Expo. And so I always have at Blog World Expo in my clipboard so that I can paste it at any time. And if I want to start a conversation, that, if I'm actually going to say something that where I'm not replying to somebody else, I always hit, you know, command V and it says at blog world expo. And and then I say, Hey, what's everybody think about this? And so I'm asking a question. Now, if I'm in tweet chat and somebody says something, I want to respond to it. Then I just hit the reply button and it automatically starts off with the, their at name in the front of it. And this way it keeps me from spamming all of those people who are my followers the only people who are going to see that in their timeline is that they, if, is if they happen to be also following both me and at Blog World Expo or me and the person I'm replying to. Right. So, for example, I, I imagine you probably, Eric, I assume that you do not right now follow at Blog World Expo, correct? Actually, I think I do. Okay. Well, then you should have saw quite a few of mine then last night. Yeah. So, but, but, but for those who don't follow those, then it, it was just like, and, and because you do, then you probably understood a little bit at, at a deeper level of what that is because right. at blog world expo is always talking about, Hey, tweet chat this Wednesday, you know, see you at the tweet chat tonight or Hey, don't forget tweet start, starts in an hour. And I would see your tweets and see that you were at replying. And so I'd say, Oh, it's a conversation. Yeah. And, in, and this is a good thing for, for those of you who have somebody that you're following and you seemingly see a, a quite a like a they hardly ever tweet maybe they just tweet once twice three times a day and then all of a sudden you just see a ton of tweets coming from this person that you follow and it's all got the same hashtag on it 
then you can assume that that person that you're following is involved in a tweet chat and or at a conference where they're you know they're they're just you know sharing what's going on and they're at an event that uses a hashtag in either case if what they're tweeting about and you see the same hashtag that's a little pound sign with a a topic name after it uh, then if you want to see what's going on and what other people are saying, if you're, if you're interested in the topic and, and it seems like, wow, that sounds like a really interesting discussion, just go to tweetchat.com, enter that hashtag in and follow the conversation. It's fun. You don't have to engage if you don't want to, but it's a great way to to really see things. And of course, um, it's a great way to connect with new people on Twitter that that you never knew before. It's a great way to um, to be introduced to to new people who maybe you want to connect with. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap things up here with uh, going over the results of the uh, tool, the tool chat, um, which, by the way, Wednesday at 10 p.m. That is kind of late for me. I don't know that I can actually do a 10 p.m. thing, but uh, who knows? Maybe one night if I'm up that late at night on a Wednesday night, I might check it out. But let's take a look at and see here. They came up. They take a they take the stuff that comes from that tweet chat and they usually do a blog post the next day um, and share what they learned as a result of it. And it's very cool. I, I, I love the folks over at Buffer, if I haven't said that already. And no, I'm not yet being paid by them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'm not currently in the works to be either. Uh, but uh, if, if Leo or somebody wanted to reach out and, and, and sponsor something, we, we would talk. Uh, but anyway, so here's the thing. They came up with things. These are different tools. Uh, let's go through these as quickly as possible here. Just some of them. Uh, tools to track how well your tweets and Twitter account is doing. Uh, so I'll, I'll cover the first one. It says Tooler. That's T-W-O-O or Tooler. Uh, it's T-W-O-O-L-R. And it's an analytics dashboard for uh, Twitter. All right. What's the next one? Next one is Tweet Stats. Show stats for your account and the best times to tweet. All right, and then Hootsuite uh, give, does give you some insights about links posted via the ow.ly shortener. And Buffer measures the impact of each tweet buffered. Yes. That's one of the things we don't talk about a lot is that Buffer does have in- analytics for its tweets you send out from there. And it's only analytics, though, for the official retweets, though, right? Oh, is it? I don't know that to be certain. It does have, I don't know either, but it does have clicks as far as clicks and like the view of that. Oh, okay. Things like that, oh, so. yeah. I didn't even look at those. Uh, but I do know one of the things I like is when you look at, uh, you can actually see the impact and it tells you if somebody retweets it, it says, okay, well, first and foremost, you have this many people. So this meant potentially this many people saw your message. And then if somebody with 800 people following them retweet your message it adds 800 to that list and and so it's keeping track of some uh some uh retweet it's keeping track of those retweets and it kind of gives you an idea of just how valuable a retweet is definitely all right all right the next one is community or community and it's com, it's c o m m u n dot i t Anyway, they, they talk about a difficult thing to remember. And yeah. a great new tool showing you which people you engage with the most. I don't know. I, Eric, do you need to know that? Because I, I think I know who I engage with the most. Yeah, I know, I know for the most part. Actually, I have a Twitter list for those people. All right. 
So what about measuring your influence? Uh, we both know about clout and we talk about clout quite often, but what about uh, back type? What's that? Back type, I've actually never heard of. It's score based on various measures. All right. Which which could easily be many things. I'm actually going to open that link in the in a tab while we keep going. All right. And while you're doing that, I will open up. Have you heard of peer index? I have not. I haven't heard of that either. And so Oh, we, back type has been acquired by Twitter. Really? An important back type announcement. We're thrilled to announce back type is acquired by Twitter. We're bringing our team and technology to Twitter's platform where we will focus where our focus will be delivering tools to Twitter's publishing partners. Interesting. So that's news to me. Yeah, I, and I've never heard of this service before. So this is almost like integrating a, uh, let's see here, I'm reading their blog. And by the way, Peer Index is linked to peerindex.com, which is a GoDaddy uh, page. So there, it doesn't say anything. Uh-huh, okay. But they're saying it's a service that uh, gives you topics, appro- the topics approach with eight benchmarking topics. Anyway, I, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's just getting GoDaddy yeah. stuff. Anyway, so we'll have to figure out a little bit more about what Backtype yeah, is. Back, that sounds- Backtweets is our team's reclaiming. Uh, what have it. Now, the Backtweets product will now be offered to current users for free. However, as we begin to focus our work here at Twitter, we'll be not accepting any new registrations for Backtweets. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, it is Twitter alone analytics that apparently is going to be starting to get built into Twitter. How awesome. did we miss this? I mean, this is July 5th, so it's only been a few weeks. I'm going to go ahead and follow Backtype on Twitter just so I can see. There you go. All right. Well, folks, uh, we'll, we'll see if, if it... But, oh, by the way, if anybody out there is using Backtype or has ever used Backtype, do us a favor. Give us a call, 859-795-4067. Tell us why you used it and, and what you like about it and if you're excited about Twitter owning it. So we'd love to hear about uh, Backtype. All right, uh, next one. The next one, these are all apps to find the best time to tweet. We've talked about Tweeried before. Uh, and then uh, what's the next one? When to tweet. All right. And it says it's basically just a great simp- great and simple solution for the best times to tweet. Then the next one is tweet when, which analyzes which your past. HubSpot. Is that HubSpot? Yeah. All right. And then that is uh, going to analyze your past 1,000 tweets and give you a graph. All right. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we've talked about tweet stats uh, tweet earlier. Stats. And, it, and it does analyze your tweet density. All right. Okay, so here, oh, here we go. Apps to display tweets from a Twitter Twitter chat. Uh, so surprisingly, I do not see tweetchat.com in there. <laughs> that is so funny. I I've I have heard of Keepstream before. Have you? But I've never used it. So you Keepstream. Oh, I've seen Keepstream. I've not used it. Hmm. I feel like I signed up and then. I think we've talked about it think before. We've talked about it, or it was one of those ones that we saw in passing, and there wasn't. It was like a beta, and we just never got in or something. Yeah. All right. So another one is tweet reports. A uh, great way to automatically get a transcript of a tweet chat. Now that's cool. There you go. Of course, it looks like it's got plans and pricing. Okay. Here's oh, one: hash tracking. Uh, easily track events and have tweets saved. And then you want to read the next two? Storify. 
let's see, to form or tell stories, to narrate, narrate, describe a story, to make stories using social media. Mm. Mm -hmm. This one looks strange. It says that you add tweets manually, but looks great is what they say. It, it, it It's almost like it's like a landing page of some sort for all the stories on Twitter. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. That one's that one's strange to me. All right, and then Tweet Wally. Uh it is automatically pulls in tweets but limited amount. Oh, so it's you creating you're creating your own tweet wall. Yeah. Basically. Well, anyway, there's a little bit more in this blog post and I'll tell you what, you can find it at 50 plus top tools, people and links from Tools Chat. Uh in fact, it actually has uh that's exactly it says exactly that in our show notes. So, uh Go check it out at uh, socialmediaserenity.com. It'll be in the show notes here for episode 99. 99. 99. So there we go. And we'll end with that topic. And um, yeah, so... Oh, you know what? I I, I do have one other thing that I'll share, and that is I am... uh, I have switched things from the... I was using the Google shortener, which is goo.gl. Yeah. And I have moved over to Bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y. Okay. I've created a Bitly account there. And I went through, since I have a, I have a pretty short domain at gspn.tv. Yeah. And they allow you to do a custom shortened URL. Right. And I created a subdomain called L for link. So it's l.gspn.tv. And now when Bitly, and, and I use the Chrome plugin, so anytime I'm on a page, I can very simply, uh, you know, just click the bu- little button up there and it and automatically copies me a shortened UL, URL. So it'll be, it'll say HTTP colon slash slash L dot GSPN dot TV slash, and then there's just a few characters. And so I'm using, I'm, I'm using that now when I'm using shortened URLs. Well, it's it's funny you mention that because I did the same thing this week for my work. Did you really? Yeah. I, I went and bought a domain that would be usable so I could not need to include IT in the decision-making process and did it. And, and so now what our what our website is is uh, indwes.edu, indwes.edu. And I went out and grabbed indw.es. And so now I can do bit.ly shortened links that for is, Twitter and everything else. That is awesome. That so, is awesome. So and it, the, it's just a little bit to add the branding when you're sharing stuff online. Yeah. The one thing is, is of course, with all these shortened URLs, you know, we're, we are depending upon, you know, like if we're putting these in blog posts, which I do, when I'm putting these in forums and, and all these other things, we depend on these services to stick around. You know, what heaven forbid one of these companies go out of business and then all of a sudden all those URLs that are published everywhere, they're not available anymore. They they don't point they don't forward to the right place anymore. Right. So, um, you know, hopefully we can depend on a lot of these services to stick around. But the the thing is is not only that, but you have to make sure that you keep your domain up because if you ever get, if you ever decide, ah, I'm not going to renew that domain. Well, guess what? All of those shortened URLs were going to that domain, and it's not going to forward, even if Bitly's still around. So, something to keep in mind. Yeah. Anyway, fun stuff. A little geeky, a little geeky over the top. I found the article that outlines how you would do that. 
Okay. You want to throw that in the show notes uh, right under the 50 top tools? Got it. Very cool. Well, my friends, that music tells us our time is up. And we want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Social Media Serenity. Of course, if you are enjoying this content, we would love to invite you to become a gspn.tv plus member. It's a great way to support the content and community of gspn.tv. You could do that for as little as $3 a month. And uh, it's a great, like I said, it's a great way. We, in, we invite you to uh, help us out here to make sure that we're able to continue moving forward week after week after week for years to come. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting into some Google+. Plus. I, I, I think I actually even may have made the decision that I'm just going to do it. I, so, I, that's what I heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll be on Google+. Plus for a very select few people. And until next time, my friends, we encourage you to join the community. 